Super Talk Mississippi media production. So joining us now here on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline is our friend Brooks Cabina. Covers the Tigers for the Advocate down there in Baton Rouge and NOLA News. Uh, we were talking about, we're, we're looking at this game from this prism. That three years ago, LSU came up here and was absolutely embarrassed. Just run off the field. And then, you know, a couple weeks later they lose to Troy. And we're thinking, you know, Orgeron's not going to make it through the season. He's, he's done. It's over. And then you look at where they are now. What What's, you know, obviously you can point to Joe Burrow coming in or Joe Brady coming or whatever it was, but what, was there something more that happened at that game in Starkville in 2017 that sort of set LSU on the path that led to a national title? Man, you're really trying to get Mississippi State some credit here, aren't you? I gotta, we we got to get what we got to get here. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough life up here. <laughs> I mean... I think that had a lot to do with that season for sure, and uh, you know, kind of led towards a lot of different internal changes that led to the hires that led to Joe Burrow. I mean, it was kind of very tangentially, but yeah, I think I think you know, it it it, it kind of it, all right. We can look at it this way: at that time, it showed things weren't functioning, and right. I think at at Ogeron realized that and knew things needed to change and. Um, whether it be Mississippi State as the catalyst or Troy as another, um, you know, it, it really showed that Ed Ogeron's uh, picture and structure at LSU hadn't completely formed to where he wanted. And last year he talked a lot about how it was finally how he wanted it to be. And you saw the results. Um, you know, those were the things that he knew he had to go get. He, he knew he needed to go to a more spread scheme and, Joe Brady became the Boyles Award winner, and uh, he obviously uh, impressed them and, uh, as, as a guy who knew the Saints system back and forth and the RPO that he also ran there at LSU. And um, you know, Joe Burrow was a the guy they wanted to uh, you know, go get, and he, he showed them stuff as a, as a junior as well. And, you know, it's, uh, so I think that's the best way to answer that is, like, it, you can see the two different LSUs under Ed Ogeron um, in in that loss at Mississippi State and in what they have now. It's it's completely different. When I look at this LSU team, you know, looking at last year's game, when we're talking about that, offense is where State lost that game. They just couldn't go blow for blow. I mean, holding LSU to thirty six points last year that feels like a win with that offense. You know, you you didn't do that badly. LSU is so good in the secondary, though, and they, they, they've got so much talent there. Is it really a, a, a challenge for them? How will MSU running a pass-first, spread-the-field kind of offense, how will that affect the LSU defense? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because now we're looking at a Bo Pelini scheme mm-hmm. here in Baton Rouge, and you know, as much as it'll be a 4-3 and, and talk as schematic stuff goes, um, it's all the more likely you'll see them in a four-two-five kind of look. Um, you know that—that's the main thing. Is how much pressure, how much extra pressure, is LSU going to get from its defensive line this year in comparison to years previous under the three-four, the three-man front that Dave Aranda had? Um, so I remember Aranda talking about how everything kind of sets everything else up and. Um, pressure has its effect on coverage and vice versa. So when you look at the personnel for LSU, yes, the 
secondary is just as much talented as it was last year. And with Derek Stingley in another year, you almost wonder if it's going to get even better. And Jacoby Stevens coming back for his senior year uh, as a safety, that gives you a lot of uh, um, confidence if you're LSU. So um, the the other interesting thing that LSU is going to do this year, and uh, Bo Pelini talked about this a little bit in the spring, was they're going to have – he comes from the too-high safety school. Um, you know, it's – it's something that Ed Ogeron said they're going to run a lot more than they've ever seen at LSU in the past recent years. So how, how, how that secondary approach is against you know, Mike Leach and, and kind of a spread system, um, you know, you, you've seen, you haven't seen Bo Pelini in, a, in, a, in quite a situation like that at a high level since his Nebraska days. And, you know, not to throw out, uh, you know, in case the season doesn't happen, maybe I don't need the storyline, but it's interesting to, to note that uh, Mike Leach won both of the games against Nebraska whenever they met each other. Um, so he's got his notes against uh, what the Red Raiders were able to do, and um, you know, I, think, I think it'll definitely be interesting. On the offensive side for LSU, you know, there's so many question marks in terms of you, know, you lose Burrow and Brady, and those were really the team that makes it work. What is the team of Brennan and Linehan going to look like? It's a good question because the Miles Brennan effect on LSU this season, I think, is going to be a different kind of look than what Joe Burrow did last year. Now. What's interesting to note also, and I wrote a story about this earlier this year, is Miles Brennan's background, his high school years out in St. Stanislaus, out in Mississippi, where he became one of the best passers in high school history in Mississippi. He ran RPOs, complicated schemes, uh, just like uh, Joe Burrow did at Ohio State and Athens before, and that made him a good fit. Uh, Brennan did the same. Um, but I think he's tooled more towards... Um, you know, he, he has different skills, I'll say that. Um, you know, he, he, I think what you'll see a little bit more this year is, uh, and I think Scott Linehan's hand in this as well, is I'll combine this. So Scott Linehan, whenever he was the offensive coordinator in, um, and, and uh, over at, with the Dallas Cowboys, they were very um, dedicated to the run. I mean, if you remember, uh, they were leading – NFL rushing leaders in Ezekiel Elliott um, with Scott Linehan there. And I think you add kind of a good element here, and I think that's why Ed Ogeron wanted to bring him on is because um, a good part of the RPO system, and he wanted to keep some of that up, is to have a good run game complement the pass. And Brennan's ability to throw deep will be different. Um, he has a strong arm. He's, he's That's what everybody continues to talk about him and his, and his strength there. And I think LSU's offense, when you look at it this year, you've got a deep running back system as well. You have John Emery, who was a, uh, a top-five prospect whenever he came in. And, uh, you know, Ty Davis-Price was as well. And Chris Curry emerged last year as a good option. So the And, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was was a fantastic running back last year. The the talent is continuing to grow at that position. So I almost wonder if you start to see more of a you know a, a dedication in runs and play actions 
and looking at uh, at deep shots, then maybe you know you were dedicated in other ways to uh, you know there was you know, crossing patterns and and, and and accuracy passes that Joe Burrow was good at. So um, it, it, it's it's going to be interesting to look at. Uh, I think he brings a different element, um, and I think those main things are going to be you know utilizing the strength of his arm and uh, the, the new running back stable that they have. I guess I always, as we do these interviews, oftentimes I, I ask big picture questions, but what's kind of expected of LSU this year? What, what, what's kind of coming off the heels of what happened last year? Uh, is there kind of an understanding that there may be a step back, or is it kind of national championship or bust? Well, I think everybody's expectations – here in Baton Rouge are so, you know, last year everybody knew that that was something everybody's probably never going to see again. I mean, you have the last time a Heisman Trophy winner was Billy Cannon in 1959. Like, you, 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 you know that all the records that are being broken, all the wins by however many points, the, the records that kept falling, it was a special year. So I think everybody has a pretty realistic sense that this year naturally has to be less successful, right? Like it can it it could be a national championship season. They could you know you know they could win a national championship, but to to think that they could replicate that or do better, it really doesn't seem realistic. Um, so, but but when you look across them, the talent that was able to fill across the board. I think everybody, and including myself, think they have as good a shot as any to be a contender again. And you look at uh, throughout the SEC. I think you, you look at Florida and Alabama. Obviously, those are going to be teams that are that are good again. Auburn is, uh, especially with Bo Nix coming back again. You know, they're going to emerge as well. They've been a, a, a good battle against LSU, even though the defensive line lost a lot of talent. It, it seems pretty wide open again. I think last year people got that sense as well. And LSU's talent level is, is immense. Uh, I think they're very confident in Miles Brennan, but you've got Jamar Chase, the best wide receiver in the country, back. And then you, you're, you're deep there as well with guys like Terrace Marshall. And then you just got the highest-rated tight end in the history of 247's rankings and Eric Gilbert. And people have been high on him throughout – uh, you know, the spring up until now, even though he had an injury there for a bit. You know, your running back group is 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 deep. And then on defense, your secondary is just as good, if not better. You just got Jabril Cox, who uh, was an All-American at, in the FCS level at North Dakota State, who anybody across any conference or league would have wanted him to be a starter this year at linebacker along with Damone Clark, who for the past two years has learned, has only not played because he was playing behind the Butkus Award winner in uh, Devin White in 2018, and then Patrick Queen, who was the first-round pick by the Baltimore Ravens last year. So he's a third-year third guy that's going to start at linebacker, but you know he, he's ready to play. And then you have a defensive line, and that's where the biggest question to me sometimes comes into this, like, Decent to tackle, you know that thing's going to be solid. Tyler Shelvin was probably the most underrated defender on the team last year um, at nose tackle, and he's going to be a defensive tackle who can 
really caused some trouble. And people point to him as that kind of uh, Glenn Dorsey type that Bo Pelini on his first go round at LSU. And then he can cycle in guys like Jacoby and Guillory and uh, you know Apu Ika and, and, and Neil Farrell at the at the other defensive tackle side and Glenn Logan as well, who started at defensive end last year. But then you get to the outside edge, that's where you start to wonder a little bit more uh, on the pass rush, and I kind of mentioned that earlier. You know, T.K. McClendon is a, was a former tight end. Now he's playing defensive end. They say he's good, but we haven't really seen him play defense yet. And then Justin Thomas we saw a little bit last year. So I'm sorry I'm giving a little bit of break position breakdown for your, for your audience here and names <laughs> that they probably won't even think of ever again. But I hope that paints a picture of, like, the, the talent level is there for them to compete. So I think everybody believes whenever you look at the games they have upcoming, especially you know Texas Week 2, I, I said it last year, and was if they beat Texas, um, they had a they they would almost you know they had a clear path to the, the college football playoff because I thought that they could lose against Alabama, still yeah. have one loss, and make it in. I think that again this year, where Texas is reeling from its down year last year, and it's making a lot of changes and. Gosh, it's hard to look at it through the view without COVID and what it could do um, through everything. But, you know, they, they've got their main quarterback back and their their secondary might be healthy and they've made a lot of coaching changes. That's going to be the biggest game again. And uh, I don't think anybody thinks that LSU can't compete or win every game they have this year. Right. It's, it's just <laughs> it's hard to think it could be as certain as, as, as a as what people will consider, including myself, wonder if that was the best team ever last year. Aside from the, the normal, hey, don't turn it over and don't commit stupid penalties, what does Mississippi State have to do to beat LSU this year? Well, you know, I think I think there's that element of newness, right? Um, I mean, I, I, I was doing my own diligence looking at Mississippi State and um, what they would possibly do with a, a Mike Leach system and – you know, it's 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 interesting just having that element of of, of newness. Uh, I, I I always thought that the RPO could possibly do that as well, but it, it's interesting. Maybe you can tell me this because you know the 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 assessment I had at Mississippi State was that you know the RPO wasn't really working because you know the pass element wasn't there. Well, now you bring in Mike Leach, and it's supposed to be passed pretty much the majority of the time, and I know. KJ Costello came in from Stanford. I guess he's maybe the, the biggest guy that uh, is probably going to take over a quarterback, but I don't know. Like, can they control? Um, can they outgun LSU? Can can that spread system uh, work against LSU's um, secondary? And, you know, it's, 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 whenever you talk about the secondary at LSU, it's, it's, it's deep, so it can handle that kind of thing. So, uh, if they're going to win, they're going to have to do it in the sense that Leach did it whenever Pelini was over at Nebraska. They have to, they have to win in the 40s, you know. Uh, yeah. and, and sometimes it may, may, may come down to the final minute. So um, you got to win, win by outscoring. So um, that'll be interesting to see. To answer your question, I, I don't think State in year one has the skill position talent. But at wide receiver, especially, you know, Kylan Hill's fine, obviously, but they they don't have the receivers 
to, to do it this year against an LSU secondary that has maybe, I mean, Derek Stingley would have been a top five pick as a true freshman if he could have come out. There, there's, He'd have been drafted out of high school, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. And, you know, and then, I mean, they just have so much talent back there in the secondary. It's going to be difficult for, for this, you know, especially for, I don't feel like State has guys who can get open deep right now. I mean, I have to see some, some of these guys, you know, maybe come in the fall. But I don't. They don't have that guy right now. And then you combine that with I don't know. They have guys who can get big yards after the catch against this LSU secondary. So it's it's going to be a very tough road to hoe, as it is every year for Mississippi State against LSU. But this year in year one, this is a game that if it goes wrong, it could go wrong badly for Mississippi State. But we'll see what happens. And when that game is played on October the twenty fourth, no question about that. That's when that game's getting played. <laughs> See you in Tiger Stadium <laughs> on that day. We hope. Yeah. We hope. All right. Brooks Cabina, thanks so much for joining me, man. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.